0: Assalamu alaykum dearest respected brothers and sisters, dearest viewers wherever you may be. From Adam to Muhammad peace be upon him and his family, as we dig deeper into the lives of the Prophets of Allah in order to derive lessons from their lives and apply them into our lives today. Now last night we discussed Prophet Adam alayhi salam and as we were getting closer towards the end of Prophet Adam's life, we got to his son and the second Prophet of Allah Prophet Sheith salaam. Now I'd like to remind the viewers that you can call in and ask the question and ask the Sayyid a question on 0203-515-0199, or alternatively, texting your questions down below. I'd like to also thank our dear viewers for the thousands upon thousands of messages that have been coming in over the past few days. Thanking the Sayyid, thanking the studio, sending your salams to the Sayyid even questions and personal messages. Now, the viewers, you can watch our show, you can watch Imam Hussain TV3 live, on your application, on your iOS or Android phones, or IPTVs, or even Rocco. Well, without further ado, and without keeping you waiting, Sayyidina, as-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as wa rahmatullah. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Yourself? Alhamdulillah. Allah, Alhamdulillah. Great. So Sayyidina, last night we began to discuss uh, the life of Prophet Adam alayhi salam and his family. Mm. and naturally looking to understand how the prophethood continued. So, now we briefly touched on Qabil and Habil. What was their marital status?
1: Yeah, Qabil and Habil were both married at the time. Um... Uh, and you find that their father, you know, he, he was in old age. They had got married. Um, Habil had just found out that his wife was pregnant. Kabil um, uh, himself had his offspring. Kabil was married to a lady by the name of Johanna. And Habil was married to a lady by the name of Turk. Uh, From what we see of the sources a very humble lady, you know of of great reverence of great respect And you know for the both of them. It was amazing news when he found out that his wife was pregnant Um, But alas he was gonna face a major test shortly after that. Yeah,
0: now you mentioned that Habil would face a major test now of those tests what was it that Prophet Adam did to ensure that Habil was the one who was going to carry the mantle on guiding mankind?
1: Well, first, uh, Prophet Adam or any Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot choose their successor. Mm. Um, they announce the successor. Mm-hmm. The appointment of that successor is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. There are numerous verses in the Holy Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it clear that he has legislative as well as creative authority or guardianship. Um, it is not fitting for a prophet that they are the ones who choose who succeeds They could certainly mention something like وَجْعَلْ wazir and min ahli, For example um, But you'll find that the appointment of Allah's representative on earth um, Is made solely by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala رَبُّكَ يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاء وَيَخْتَار مَا كَانَ لَهُمَ In the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states That he creates what he wants and he chooses The choosing is not with them But Nabi Adam ensures that with his son Habil He ensures that he teaches him the knowledge which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him Mm -hmm. Allah taught him the names The names of course refers to different areas of knowledge One may argue a metaphorical understanding of the names Is the names of every bit of knowledge that you require Of the heavens, of the earth, of the seen, of the unseen. And so he has this very close relationship with his son Habil. Preparing him to take over the mantle of being the guide for humanity at the time. You also notice how important it is for a prophet to ensure that he announces a guide for humanity at the time. Or at any time. No prophet would leave their community to make their own decision. Because the community is made up of human beings who all have their own self-interests mm. um, And when they have their own self-interests, they're going to make sure that They're going to choose those who are closest to them mm-hmm.
0: yeah. But you, you, you say that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses the successor And um, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses the successor, surely he will infuse his, the successor of the previous prophet with ilm, with knowledge
1: Yeah, knowledge is the most important criteria For God's representative on earth And so what you have is that Nabi Adam Has ensured That he continues To pass on pieces of wisdom Not just knowledge To his son In order that his son Habil Is able to take over The guidance of mankind
0: Now as we know Qabil was the eldest son Of Prophet Adam Of course older than Habil Now What was it that inflamed when he yeah,
1: Qabil could not believe that Nabi Adam alayhis successor was, you know, wasn't him. He thought that I'm the eldest son, and I deserve every right to be the successor. Um, and so here you have this very difficult moment. The the human community is such a small community, and being a small community, you you still have tension, you have rivalry, you have envy, especially when there's a position of power up for grabs mm-hmm. and so Qabil is adamant he's not happy and his lord tells him and you know his father tells him that the lord is the one who appoints the successor you know it's not my choice who succeeds mm-hmm. and so when he hears this he's frustrated with it and his frustration his father can see the evident frustration so the father makes it clear that look both of you give an offering of mm-hmm. some sort and that offering that you give The one which is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala According to some beliefs Not just Muslim beliefs But even Jewish beliefs That if fire consumes something Then it has been accepted from the heavens From the Lord So Habil you offer something Qabil you offer something And let's see which one God accepts Mm -hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saw that Habil offered the best of his sheep Mm -hmm. Okay uh, you know, in those early days, most of these prophetic figures are shepherds, yeah, and uh, that of course continues later on. But you find that Habil offers the best of his sheep, let's say like the, the fattest sheep possible, whereas Qabil offers certain amounts of grain that are worthless. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala makes it clear that what is accepted is that which comes from sincerity. And from the pious. Yep. Even if you gave thousands upon thousands of grains hmm. and Habil only gave one sheep, Habil gave it with love, with sincerity. And that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So, w- what you had is that the fire seemingly consumes the sacrifice or the offering of Habil. Mm. When Qabil realizes that God has chosen Habil's sacrifice, this brings about a rage in him, mm-hmm. a rage. Where he's willing to kill his own brother
0: yeah. mm. Now, that rage Was it his nafs? Because we, mm. we blame the nafs sometimes Yeah. Was it his nafs or was it the shaytan whispering in his ear? I think
1: the evidence can be seen within Islamic literature That shaytan Now remember, shaytan's already had a battle with Adam
0: mm.
1: And shaytan's like, hold on I couldn't necessarily get through Adam السلام, And I'm not going to be able to um, However with Qabil I think I could get through to him And not just get through to him Let me use him and his progeny mm. And I'll use them to be The opposition to all the good That is represented by Adam and Habil okay? So Shaitan begins to have this effect which we all are affected by. Listen, yeah. Shaitan's clientele is massive. Shaitan has some huge clients, yeah. and a lot of these clients that Shaitan has, you'll see, have been affected by the waswas. <laughs> So, Shaitan
0: has
1: this effect on Qabir. The Qabir, listen, you're going to be remembered forever. As the elder brother who achieved nothing You're going to be remembered forever As the one who offered a sacrifice that was rejected Mm. You're going to be remembered forever Or in some cases You may not even get remembered If you don't get that position So many of us will say And many of us should even Before we begin our prayers Say There are ulama. Who would focus that you know you begin your prayer, Allahu Akbar, Bismillah Rahman There'll be ulama who'll stress that before we would begin our salah, we'd begin, A'udhu Billah Shaitan al Because we know very well that Shaitan, once he gets those whispers in, he can tempt you to all sorts of disobedience. Yeah. If he's going to tell that, listen, this person has become more known than you. Yeah. This person is getting more famous than you. This person is getting more accolades than you. This person has become wealthier than you. Mm-hmm. This person is being loved more than you. And this person is being admired more than you. You're willing to go to any extent. Yeah. Never ever think that you've reached a position where you're not going to get affected by shaitan. This is the son of a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. This is not somebody who just comes from any normal family or from any background. The son of a prophet, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who's clearly been affected. And shaitan's pounced on him. Mm. Now when, someone could tell me the story of Adam happened thousands of years ago.
0: Mm.
1: I'll tell them that that lesson still affects us today. How many of us shaitan has whispered something? Now, we humans have a habit of blaming everybody but ourselves for an act. Yep. Don't we? Yep. So we humans have this habit where we'll be like, You know what? It wasn't me. Shaitan's too strong for me. <coughs> Shaytan says on the day of judgment, Don't blame me. Blame yourselves. Yep. I invited you. You accepted the invite. Yeah. There are many of us, who are very good at blaming Shaytan. Mm. And we'll be saying, You know what? I would be so religious if it wasn't for Shaytan. Well... You know what? Shaitan taught you a lesson with Qabil. That what's the listening to Shaitan leads you to destruction. Mm-hmm. This Qabil listens to the whispers of Shaitan, Thinking that, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to earn respect. Yeah. And look at the difference between somebody appointed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And somebody... Who isn't? There is that person who is appointed by Allah who when his brother says لَأَقْتُلَنَّكَ لا He says لَإِن لا بَسَطْتَ إلي مَا أَنَا يدي أقتلك. You could come forward and strike me. I'm not going to go ahead and begin this altercation with you. So you've got this this altercation that we can see in Surah 5 from you know verse 28 onwards of the Holy Quran. Hmm. And he lashes out on his brother. He picks up a rock and smashes his brother's face. Until his brother's killed. Wow. Wow. One of the saddest moments in, in the history of humanity. And probably the first killing mm. in the history of humanity. Yep. You know, you find all these hadiths where the imams of Ahlul Bayt ask questions like, you know, when was humanity, for example, cut by a quarter or cut by a third? And they'll always mention, well, that was it. Yep. Because the human community was a small community. Mm-hmm. And yet he gets a rock. And it's sad how many times we hear stories of, and that's why Islam focuses on Salat al rahim so much. Salat al rahim is not easy. It's not easy. But whatever you do, even if you have problems with your brothers, with your sisters, mm. with your cousins, with your relatives, don't reach a level where you're going to be affected by Shaytan that you're willing to see them die.
0: Mm, yeah. Now you mentioned a very good point. You mentioned it was the first killing in humanity because you know humanity was such a small population back then. In our community today, when someone dies, we have a janazah for them. Mm. Back then, you know, it was unheard of. You know, it was the first death. So how was it that Habil was buried?
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. The Quran touches on this. The Quran says that once Qabil kills Habil, he's in this really baffled moment because he's just looking around thinking, hold on a minute, I've just killed someone. What do you do when you kill someone? Mm. Mm. Now me and you have been to funerals Me and you have been to janazas. We've been to different cemeteries We've been to areas of ghusl We've seen the the stages But this qabil is just standing there thinking What's going on here Mm -hmm. And He's taught by an animal Don't dismiss the animal world There are many lessons to be learned from the animal world You know Sometimes a dog is more loyal than a human being Sometimes uh, Imam Ali points to the peacock And he says, you know, the peacock If you want to know the meaning of arrogance Look at the peacock Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, Because the arrogant is always insecure The peacock, it stretches out its feathers So that you don't look at its skinny legs It's insecure about its skinny legs And so what you have is also here Another lesson with with the crow The crow, he sees the crow burying another crow And he's just thinking, hold on a minute Now I know how to bury my brother there's an embarrassment in him mm-hmm. Short lived But there's an embarrassment mm-hmm. But subhanallah A crow There are certain animals That we don't know about their parents But they suddenly appear You know like the sheep In the story of Ibrahim mm-hmm. um, Or the camel in the story of the, of the people of Nabi Saleh Who we will come to soon um, Or the crow You know you're not seeing the crow Parents at the time, but the crow suddenly emerges and when the crow emerges You find that Kabil learns from a crow how to bury Mm. the first human being to be killed
0: Yeah, now when a killing happens naturally you said you mentioned in the beginning that Kabil and Habil were both married now, how was it that Habil's wife was affected by this
1: Habil's wife is devastated with what's happened Mm. Um, As I said, she's pregnant Um, And You know, anybody who loses A husband is difficult for them But especially a husband who you admire Someone you love You know, Habil is somebody appointed by Allah This is a righteous individual Mm -hmm. So his wife, Turk She's really affected Um, Nabi Adam's devastated as well Mm. Hawa is devastated
0: Eve is devastated It's a very difficult moment for all of them Now, with Prophet Adam, it was the first time that he had experienced sadness and sorrow. Now, what was his initial reaction, and what lessons can we take from that situation in our lives today? He mourns for 40 days. Subhanallah. Instantly clicks. We have
1: this concept in our communities in the Muslim world known as the Arbaeen. For 40 days he mourns the death of Habil. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He's a father. What is a child except the heart of a mother or father walking outside their body? Mm -hmm. From there we got the understanding that that 40 day period is pivotal in Islamic thought. There are many of us who have heard the tradition that when a believer dies, the heavens and the earth weep for them. The heavens weep for them for 40 days Sometimes you hear people saying, Why do you guys stress on Arbaeen so much mm. Some Muslims even Will say that when somebody dies Just mourn them for 3 days I don't deny that as long As you have Traditions in your school Which you want to follow Then you can follow But in the school of Ahlul Bayt We have our prophet mourning the Khadijah and Abu Talib In what was called the year of grief
0: Mm.
1: Didn't Ahsant. just say three days.
0: Ahsant, yeah.
1: You have, for example, Imam Ali الصلاة, after the death of the Prophet peace be upon him, his family. Many years after, he has not recovered from the death of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, his family. And you'd think that Imam Ali, why don't you just mourn for that many days? Fatima <laughs> <laughs> Zahra when her dad dies, she constantly goes to the house of sorrows, the house of grief.
0: Yeah.
1: But Nabi Adam alayhi when Habil dies, mourns for forty days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that number 40 is already a mystical number within Islamic tradition. Sure. You know, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, announces his Prophet that 40, Moses 40. You've got this um, concept, even when you're looking at Shia tradition of the 40-day journey of Imam al-Hussein alayhi salam. Sure, sure. And so even in our communities, you have sometimes the idea of the Arbaeen, Chahlom, Machalism, when somebody's passed away. Where does that originate from? I always say, Nabi Adam alayhi There are a number of areas that originate with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah. um, the, you know, prayers and supplications and Hajj, and another of them is to mourn for 40 days. So for 40 days, Nabi Adam alayhi salam mourns. Mm. But Nabi Adam has this trust that Allah subhanahu wa taala will look after him.
0: Yeah.
1: And Allah looks after him with the birth of what is truly a gift from
0: God. Mm. Yeah. And you mentioned that birth. Um, of course, he mourned for 40 days. Now, at some point he had to stop mourning and essentially move on. Yeah. Now, when God grants him that gift, God grants him sheath, or in, in the English language, Seth. Seth, yeah. Seth. Now, we don't hear a lot of him. Does he have another name maybe in history?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. There are many people who have never heard of Prophet Sheeth, alayhi salam. And the closest we've ever come to Seth is when we hear, for example, the Hollywood actor Seth Rogen or something. <laughs> you know, that's, that's Seth that's named after Nabi Sheeth. Um, you know, we had a great friend, male Allah bless <coughs> soul, who also passed away, who had that name. Mm. But Seth has another name, and that is Allah. Allah means a gift from Allah Our children are gifts from God If God decides to take back those gifts Then He is more than welcome to We have full trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The biggest lesson you can learn From when Habil died Was that if you have trust in Allah and patience at the moment of trial, Allah will replace with a son who will continue the mantle of Nubuwa in the most pristine of ways. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, you found that Allah was born. Nabi Adam was about 130 years of age according to certain traditions. Um, and he brought great delight to the family. You know, it's it's hard losing a son. And Nabi Adam had prayed to Allah Ya Allah, you appointed Habib but you took him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know your wisdom, but you are full of wisdom. I can never understand your wisdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I know that behind your wisdom there will be a grace and a mercy for us. Mm-hmm. Ya Allah, I want somebody who will inherit the knowledge and be able to guide this nascent community this young community, this small community.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends him this gift known as Nabi Sheeth,
0: alayhi <laughs> salam. Now obviously, of course, Nabi Sheeth would have grown up, would have eventually gotten married. Now yesterday, as the I'm sure the dear viewers will remember, we rejected the idea that Qabil and Habil you know, committed incest. So who did Prophet Sheeth marry?
1: Prophet Sheeth marries somebody by the name of Na'ima.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As I said yesterday, we don't believe in this um, legend that can be heard in many circles that Qabil married his sister or Habil married his sister or Sheeth married his sister so that there would be procreation. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he wants to says kun fayakun at that moment there is a creation that is born. So Nabi Sheeth He married a lady by the name of Naima With Naima he had a child By the name of Huriya We've forgotten about somebody Earlier we said That Habil's wife Turk was pregnant Yes She was pregnant She gave birth to a son and she decided to name that son after his deceased father. So the son was called Habil. Habil oh. alayhi You find that he ends up marrying who? Okay. From Habil and Huriya, you have the continuous generations. Mm. Imam al Baqir alayhi mentions in a hadith. What we are today... Are the continued generations from the marriage of Habil, son of Habil, with Huriyah, mm-hmm. the daughter of Sheath. Sheath. Subhanallah. Because there are many people I appreciate. They say, listen, how, how is their continuation? Mm-hmm. There are also people who ask, hold on, what happened to Qabil? Yeah. Which I think is an interesting question. Because when Qabil killed his brother, his dad just told him, you know, it's as if just get out, get out of here. And he went, and he went away from there. Fair. But Qabil having left did not mean he did not get married. That generation of Qabil continues until Nabi Nuh alayhi salam. Okay. So what you have in humanity is that the generations of Qabil continue to reproduce, continue to procreate. And they continued to the time of Nabi Nooh mm-hmm. Now we're going to come to Nabi Nuh in a couple of days, yeah. because tomorrow we move on to Prophet Idris ﷺ. Yeah. But what you have is that one part of humanity are represented by Qabil,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and another are represented by Habil, but inadvertently through Nabi Shith yeah. So when people ask you a question today, how did the generations continue? Nabi Sheith's marriage and the
0: resulting marriages is where that procreation continues SubhanAllah yeah. Now when Prophet Sheeth Alayhi had his daughter Huriyah Naturally there was that father-daughter connection between them Now how was the connection between Prophet Sheeth and Prophet Adam Alayhi Very
1: close connection Very close Nabi Adam, it's as if his heart found peace with the birth of uh, Nabi Sheith alayhi mm. You know, uh, Nabi Adam's an old man. Don't forget, and Nabi Adam's been through quite a lot. You know, one minute you're you're you're, you're created, you're in this garden, then yeah. you're you're told that you got a you're God's Khalifa, and that you're going to toil on the earth. So Nabi Adam's been through quite a lot. But really, his son, his son is somebody who. He has a youngest son as well mm-hmm. He's lost one son The other son's just left And he's rebelled And he's you know, too arrogant to be willing to accept Any advice of any sort So what you have is this real closeness And there's this closeness where he would, Nabi Adam would sit for example With, um, with Nabi Sheeth um, He'd sit with him He'd give him all these pieces of advice All these pieces of knowledge One day Nabi Sheeth was sitting Nabi Adam was next to him And there were other people sitting there Somebody asked the question, who is the greatest of God's creations?" Mm -hmm. So one person said, Nabi Adam alayhi salam. Another said, Al-Malaika. Another said, the bearers of the Arsh. Yes, those angels who bear the throne of Allah subhanahu wa Mm ta'ala. Nabi Adam looked at Nabi Sheeth. He said to him, my son, I will tell you who the greatest creations are. When I was created, I saw written, there is no God but God. And the greatest of my creations are Muhammad and his family.
0: Subhanallah.
1: Salawatullah wa salamu alayhi On the doors of Jannah was written, "Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah wa ashhadu anna alayhi They would see this clearly there. And then Adam says to Nabi Sheith, he says to him, And O oh, Sheith, know something. The two greatest creatures of all of them. Ah Muhammad Ali Wow So from that time already We have every Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Already speaking about their belief
0: mm-hmm.
1: In Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Because we mentioned yesterday That Nabi Adam asked for forgiveness By saying Bi Muhammad wa Al Ali But you also have this wonderful discussion Where he tells him Know that the greatest creatures One of you is saying the Malaika Another of you is saying Adam Another of you are saying, Hamlet al-Aj, the ones who are bearers of the throne. There are none greater than the ones to be born who are known as Muhammad and Ali. Salawatullah salamu Therefore, you find that Nabi Adam alayhi salam, there were a number of times where he begins to talk to his son about the knowledge that Allah has vested in him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, someone will say, if his son's a prophet, then Allah must directly. Uh, provide this knowledge We have different types of ways In which ilm is given To a prophet of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah. Let me explain this to the viewers One way in which Allah provi- Gives ilm to his Chosen ones on the earth To the Nbi To the awsiyah To the awliya Is Through a dream As we will see in the stories of Nabi Ibrahim And in the stories of Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam Another way is wahi yep. Of Jibra'il communicating with them Another way in which you have a communication Is the communication of Ilham Inspiration Mm -hmm. That comes with certain of the Ausiya or the Awliya In which there's direct inspiration Another way is that a prophet continues to teach Or give the knowledge to the prophet after them Mm -hmm. So Nabi Adam alayhi salam The ilm that he had acquired ...of knowing the names, you find that he begins to slowly tell Nabi Sheeth, yeah. You are my successor. You are the guide to mankind. These are all principles of knowledge and ethics and spirituality that I'm infusing you with so that you continue to guide humanity.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you for enlightening us on thank you. the first part of Prophet Sheeth, السلام, and the lessons we can derive from his life and apply them into our life. We will be going for a short break now. Please do stay tuned into the break because of the, the IHDRF campaign that's going on for Ramadan to be able to feed over 1,000 families in Iraq. Wassalamu alaikum wa wabarakatuh. alaikum warahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Dearest brothers and sisters and respected viewers Welcome back to the second part On the discussion of the life of Prophet Sheeth Now I'm, I hope you've uh, watched that video And inshallah you will all make a generous contribution During this holy month of Ramadan To feed the orphans and the needy So Sayyidina Before the break we were discussing You know the connection between Prophet Sheeth and his dad But how about the connection with his brother Qabil? How did he deal with his arrogance?
1: Oh, Qabil was not happy when he heard about sheath. Oh, uh, cool. Qabil, sometimes you see this in some films where you've got this brother who's caused trouble. He goes away and then he comes back after a while. Uh, there are a couple of films I remember seeing which you know have, have stories along those lines. And what you have is that Qabil, who's already <laughs> angry with the whole world, You know, which he believes has been unfair to him. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we as humans have this problem where we blame the whole world instead of trying to find solutions of how to, you know, reform or reevaluate our own um, lives and to rethink some of the decisions we've made. And this Qabil actually comes face to face with Sheith one day. Okay. Yeah, Qabil comes face to face and he says to him that, listen, um, uh, firstly, I don't want you disclosing to anyone what happened between me and my brother. So make sure you keep that down, and that secondly, if there's anything that my father's been giving to you, you know that this is my rightful, you know, rightful place. Okay. Um, and he again comes, and we'll come to it later on near the, on the funeral of Nabi Adam alayhi where he comes and makes a, you know, a, a, a huge uh, point to uh, to Nabi Adam alayhi salam and to uh, Nabi Sheef. Now Nabi Adam alayhi also warns. Nabi Sheath, mm-hmm. that Be careful of your brother Qabil
0: mm-hmm.
1: Don't reveal everything to him
0: yeah.
1: Not everything that you know you should say In our families as well Sometimes we'll face these situations mm-hmm. Where maybe A brother A sister Cousins There are different ways to approach each one
0: mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes you may find Bogd from a family member Shan'an for example Very you know a lot of hatred um and even those who don't keep relations with you as mm-hmm. imam zain al-abidin alayhi salam du'a makarim al-akhlaq says wa abdilni min bughdati ahli al-shana'an al-mahabbah wa min uquq al-mabarra khidlan al you
0: know
1: oh allah change the animosity of my relatives into love for me change their hatred into peace with me and nabi adam says listen just because he's your brother be careful don't mm-hmm. say everything to him um, so therefore, even Nabi Adam السلام, knows that Qabil is still a major problem for Nabi Sheeth mm-hmm. That in the same way, Qabil faced the worst of scenarios with his elder brother Sheith has to be careful
0: mm. Now the advice that Prophet Adam السلام, gave to Prophet Sheeth Now, we know that Prophet Adam wasn't going to stick around forever And at some point that he was going to die But the way he died does that have any relation, or is it similar to any of the, any other prophet's death, for example, Prophet Dawood alayhi salam?
1: No, the only similarity has with Nabi Dawood alayhi salam. When Nabi Adam was created, we have a hadith that Allah subhanahu wa taala told Nabi Adam that of the names of the prophets. When Nabi Adam heard the story of Nabi Dawood, he was very much. In admiration of the greatness of Nabi Dawood
0: SubhanAllah
1: So Nabi Adam alayhi salam Says to the Lord "O Lord give 50 years of my life To that Dawood when he is in this world It's very interesting so, Nabi Adam is told, for example, Sheith, he's told about Idris, he's told about Nuh, he's told about Ibrahim, he's told about Ayyub, he's told about Lut, he's told about Zakaria, he's told about Yahya, he's told about Dawood, he's told about Sulaiman, he's told about Musa and Isa and so on. But he's very much enchanted by Nabi Dawood. Wow. And many hadiths show this that Adam has a relationship with Dawood. So, when it came
0: to
1: the time of his death, Nabi Adam has this conversation with the angel of death. Yeah. He looks at life and like how we all look at life, that, you know what, this life just started and now it's virtually done, you know? It's only, you know, sometimes I look at my own life and it's only yesterday that you were in your teens, you know, in the holy month of Ramadan, growing up in London, in the teens, looking forward to Iftar and one of the centers that was built then all of a sudden you know you're planning your life and you're coming towards the midway point supposedly
0: yeah, yeah. nobody
1: has been given a guarantee so nabi adam السلام, says to the angel of death um, haven't i got a number of years left and he said but you gave them to nabi Dawood and nabi Dawood was given an extra 50 years because of nabi adam subhanallah
0: yeah now that dialogue occurred between prophet adam السلام, and the angel of death is there any evidence in history where there was a dialogue between Prophet Sheeth and Prophet Adam right before Prophet Adam died? Was there any ev- uh, advice? Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there's uh, there's a number of times where Prophet Adam and Prophet Sheeth just before he dies, he he firstly gives him he asks him go and make a wooden as in um, wooden let's say treasure box or chest, mm. and this what we call an Arabic tabut. I'd like the viewers to focus on this please A tabut, let's say, is like this box Mm -hmm. And this tabut would have within it Scrolls, scriptures, Mm -hmm. knowledge Which would be passed on from Prophet to Prophet. Tabut is mentioned once in the Holy Quran.
0: SubhanAllah.
1: And we find the mentioning of it later in the story of Musa, David, Goliath, that whole period of Surat al-Baqarah, the whole verses, you find a mention of the Tabut.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Therefore, a Tabut was symbolic. And Nabi Adam alayhi salam tells Sheith, go and prepare a tabut. And within that tabut I will give you the first of what prophet to prophet passes on to one another
0: Subhanallah
1: Later on you'll have shields in the tabut Later on you'll have turbans in the tabut Later on you'll have rings in the tabut Later on you'll have swords in the tabut But the first to originate this Now sometimes in our communities you find a tabut Going around the mosque in a wafat or a shahad yeah. of an imam And that tabut is in honour of someone who has died yeah. But the word tabut itself is mentioned within the Holy Quran and so what you have is Nabi Adam salam sits with his son Tells him this is the first thing Number two, don't marry any of your children to your brother's children yeah. Because Qabil's children sadly were known for their Ill- indecency
0: mm-hmm.
1: And so he advises his son And then he continues to advise him about being conscious of Allah's presence in his life In every decision that he makes so what you have is a devastating time for Nabi Sheeth There's this real closeness with his dad And in that period He's very much affected By his father's final days But his father leaves behind for him A number of different Parchments or symbols of knowledge In order that he's able to continue And guide humanity
0: yeah. Subhanallah Now Prophet sheth continues the legacy of Prophet Adam alayhi But where is it exactly that Prophet Sheath buried Prophet Adam?
1: Well, his Salat al-Janaza, Prophet Sheath is the one who leads the Salat al-Janaza. By the way, Prophet Sheath tells Jibra'il, Jibra'il, you lead the Salat al-Janaza of Nabi Adam. Mm -hmm. And Jibra'il says, we were ordered by Allah to do sujood to your father. Who are we to come ahead of you to lead the Salat? The takbir of the salah According to some narrations Different from ours uh, It was 75 takbirs Okay And Sheith was devastated that There's a hadith that says Jibra'il came to console Sheith Because he was inconsolable He was really affected by Nabi Adam's death wow. And he And his mother Hawa as well you know, Hawa was a backbone to Adam salam. She's seen him in every moment yeah. She had to bear the killing of her son Um and she was very much affected by Nabi Adam's death And what Nabi Sheath does Is that he buries Nabi Adam a.s. In the famous mountain Which many would have visited Within Mecca's precincts By the name of mountain of Abu Qubais So he, he buries him there okay. A year later Hawa dies
0: mm-hmm.
1: One year after her husband
0: Subhanallah. It
1: taught us two lessons Hawa was close to Adam And that your wife will never leave you alone mm-hmm. Even when you die She's going to come running after you Nabi Adam must have thought, listen give me a break But you know Hawwa she was giving no breaks Hawwa was there One year later, she had a 15 day illness yeah. And then she survived She didn't survive, she passed away And they were both buried in the Mount Abu Qubais um, area
0: but It's interesting that you mention the Mount Abu Qubais Because yeah. there, there, are, there are many narrations Which mention Najaf, Najaf. Ahsend
1: Because when we go on ziyara, Yep yeah. We find that next to Imam Ali alayhi salam in Najaf, who's buried, Nabi Adam on one side, and who's on the other, Nabi Noah alayhi salam. Many Muslims, sadly, in the world, haven't got a clue where Imam Ali alayhi salam is buried. Many haven't got a clue about Nabi Adam. Many haven't got a clue about Nabi Noah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When we come to the story of Nabi Noah, we will find that Nabi Noah took the body of Nabi Adam alayhi salam and buried him next to Imam Ali alayhi salam. Wow. There are exceptional cases When a body which is already buried Can be taken from one place to another so, Until today in Islamic law um, So yes, you're right that The traditions tell us mountain Then we go to Najaf mm-hmm. And salam on those who are buried next to you Adam and Nuh What's happening? What's happening is that Nabi Nuh alayhi salam, is the one who had taken the body Of Nabi Adam alayhi salam, From the mountain of Qays Towards the holy land of Najaf They are honored To be buried next to Amir al-Mu'mineen And inshallah, all of us will be honored one day To be buried, if Allah allows it In Wadi Salam Or if we're even more fortunate As a neighbor of Amir al-Mu'mini alayhi salam You know, and as one of the sultans himself mentioned Even if I'm like the dog of Ashab al-Kahf By the grave of Ali, that's enough for me as an honor Subhanallah,
0: subhanallah Now, as we know Every prophet of Allah ha- had a relationship, ha- ha- no sorry, had a communication with the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now did the, did the communication between the angels of Allah and Prophet Sheath start before he became, a, before he was announced as the prophet and successor?
1: No, no, when he was announced. When he was unannounced. Yeah. When he was announced as a prophet, yeah.
0: Okay. Now, the real question is, and we're coming, I think, to it tomorrow, which is, who succeeded Prophet
1: from Prophet sheath salam, was succeeded, according to some narrations, by his son with the name of Enos. Mm-hmm. Okay, now these aren't prophets which are necessarily mentioned in the Quran, but we find them in some of the hadith literature. Nabi alayhis salam, has these 50 scriptures. Yep. Which or fifty parchment, fifty tablets, different, you know, different ways of describing it. But these are revealed to him. They are revealed to him as a guidance from him towards his community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So sometimes people ask, what did he have? Did he have suhuf? Did he have a holy book? It seems that he has these fifty tablets, which the traditions indicate in his nine hundred years on the earth. Subhanallah.
0: Now, in the Quran, it mentions sabin. Now, the famous verse in the Qur'an, it says, بسم And it goes so on. Now, they're mentioned in both Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Al-Ma'idah. Is there any relation to Prophet sheith alayhi with this? Yes, it's always an interesting
1: group, the Sabi. You know, we, we hear... We know the Yahud, we know the Ansar, mm. Nasara, But w- when it comes to the Sabi'ah People always ask this question that, Who are the Sabi'ah? Yeah
0: um,
1: And there is an opinion that they are a group of people Who believed in some Prophets but not all Prophets mm-hmm. And that they all go back to Nabi salam, mm. And that those 50 tablets that we mentioned mm-hmm. Those 50 tablets were the tablets Which they found as the revelations Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Towards mankind Yeah So in the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Mm Al-Ma'idah There are two mentions of the the Sabi'ah And they continue in different communities by the way until today There are still communities of the Sabians that exist until today And they have a high regard for Prophet Mm Sheith And a high regard for those 50 tablets um, that were left behind And it's interesting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Mentions the Jews, mentions the Christians And mentions the Sabians Mm. That if all of them believe in God And the Day of Judgment um, Then they are people who have hope In the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala As long as there was good deeds alongside those So Nabi Sheikh alayhi salam He becomes a major figure Not just for the Muslim world But also for the Sabian world Mm -hmm. Now for the Muslim world He remains a major figure In that many people still visit his grave But the question is Where is the grave of Nabi Mm Sheeth? We said that Nabi Adam Is buried in Najaf Next to Imam Ali Nabi Sheeth There are different opinions About where his grave is One opinion Which our friends Who are watching from Baalbek Mm -hmm. The Baalbek is—you will never find a group of people who have as much love for Imam Ali alayhis as the people of Baalbek. Renowned for their love of Imam Ali I have so many uh, people who I love and admire from you know Baalbek. Uh, many friends of ours from Baalbek, not just the ones who are in, in Lebanon itself, but also um, in uh, in Canada, in Australia. You know, lots of top Baalbeki. Um, Friends of ours and, and Baalbek will always tell you Nobody loves Imam Ali like they do mm. salam. And Baalbek you have a number of important um, Places for visitation of holy figures mm-hmm. And of them for example They talk of Sayyidah Khawla salam. Um, There is a maqam for Abul Fadl al-Abbas salam, In the sense that the Sabaya The prisoners may have gone through Baalbek On yeah. their way to Sham yep. From uh, Kufa but you also have a grave And this is a great excuse by the way If you want to go on holiday to Lebanon yeah. <laughs> uh, To say that I'm going on ziyarah And that might yeah. be an idea for our future Where we uh, do an Imam Hussein TV uh, trip If Hajj Qasim and said Murtada allow us uh, to go to uh, Lebanon To Baalbek and do the ziyarah So over there Nabi Sheeth they say Is buried where? Baalbek, Baalbek. Some uh, In Baalbek you know You go there There, there really is a uh, a reverence given this karamat where people have had unbelievable um, miracles they've seen which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has helped them through the waseel of Nabi sheith alayhi salam. It's interesting that people always talk of Baab al-Hawaij, al Fad, Baab al-Hawaij, Imam Musa al alayhi salam. But you know, Nabi sheith there are people who have gr- had great stories with Nabi sheith in the land of Baalbek. Likewise, you also have um, a, a, a burial site for Nabi Sheath in the land of Musul. Now, Mosul saw a number of anbiya. When we get to Nabi Yunus's story, yeah. um, that's going to be an interesting one in relation to Nainawa or Musul. So, Nabi Sheeth, alayhi salam, eventually is buried in that area um, and you've got his son who succeeds him, inshallah. Tomorrow, we look at Nabi Idris, alayhi salam, and what's happening there. Yeah.
0: Now, when we, when you talk about the burial of nabishith alayhisalam the the particular area that he's in now if there's narrations that state that Nabi Sheet was buried somewhere else or buried in different places but would allah subhanahu wa ta'ala show miracles at each one of those sites because let's say the intention of the person going there was to you know ask allah at for the end of the something? day
1: these are houses of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. you know and if their houses of Allah subhanahu wa taala, any house of Allah subhanahu wa taala has a certain energy surrounding it, has a certain reverence surrounding it. And likewise, if you're going to that house and that house is the actual house, or which encapsulates where Nabi uh, sheikh lived and where he died, then of course the energy is even greater. But ultimately, your need is to ask Allah subhanahu wa taala, yeah, Allah help me. Yep. And at any place on the earth, Allah subhanahu wa taala can help you. Naturally, there are some places where the du'a is accepted quicker than others
0: SubhanAllah yeah. Now Sayyidina, we're going to take a few questions from WhatsApp sure. Um This first one says Salam First of all, Sayyid Ammar's majalis are the reason I started praying when and have been praying for a year SubhanAllah He's the light of our religion today Now the question is Sayyid Ammar says that if Iblis asks for forgiveness, he will be forgiven That was in yesterday's discussion Now, the brother's asking how Iblis' belief and understanding towards Allah is light-years ahead of ours, then why not apologize today and Allah will forgive him, as he knows that eventually he will burn in hell.
1: That means that Iblis has not understood Allah. Mm. To understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala isn't just to say, فَبِعِزَّتِكَ By your glory, by your majesty. When Allah asks you to do something, you don't start saying, I'll do it on my own terms This affects many Muslims by the way yeah. You know, we may say al-shaytan, But many of us have got that attitude with Allah mm-hmm. On the areas that suit me, I will obey you yeah. The areas that don't, I'm not interested mm-hmm. The areas I'm not ready for, you can wait for me That shouldn't be the attitude with Allah no, of Ta'ala. Course. So when someone says, Iblis is understanding of Allah Subh'anaHu Ta'ala, is like, you can understand Allah in certain areas.
0: Mm-hmm. You could
1: talk to Allah with respect, but what's the point when Allah subhanahu wa taala asks you to do something and you're like, "No," that means you haven't understood Allah subhanahu wa taala.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the second question is coming from a sister saying, uh, "Salam um I'm a Shia and my mother is from a different school in Islam. We are the only ones fasting in my house. Can I break my fast with her?" As it. As she breaks it earlier than us, it hurts me to see my mum breaking her fast. Alone. Yes, you can.
1: Yes, you can break your fast with your mother, um, and we have renowned maraja um, in the world today who allow us to break our fast. Some mm-hmm. call it the, the timing of Ahlus Sunnah. It shouldn't be called the timing of anyone.
0: Yeah. There are ways course.
1: in which people derive exactly um, what is seen as sunset, um, and you'll find that scholars. Uh, such as Ayatullah uh, Muhammad saqil al-Mudarasi Ayatullah sadaq al-Rawhani Ayatullah Muhammad Sa'id al-Hakim all of them have spoken of the fact that a person can break his time at what is seen as being the time of other schools in Islam so there's no issues
0: there mm. um, I, there's, a, there's many questions coming in now uh, Salams and I wish to ask the following uh, I think you answered this one so I think we'll move on to his second question how is it that these prophets lived so long compared to us current humans? We don't live so long. And also, how and also some prophets lived for a very short amount of time.
1: Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who decides how long we live on this earth. You're thinking that, you know, Nabi Sheith lived for a long time. He lived for 900 years. You, you come to Nabi Nuh, then we've got long. <laughs> you know, Nabi Nuh السلام, in a couple of days, Nabi Nuh becomes a prophet around 850 years of age. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it till 38, you know, and, and he he's, he's becomes a prophet 850. Yeah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides, you know, there are some great personalities on this earth who lived for 3,000 years. There's some great ones like Imam al-Jawad who lived for 25 years. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives life and he takes life. And we always say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un.
0: Ah, <laughs> sayyidna. Thank you very much Thank for you. Well like done. episode. Pleasure, yeah. pleasure. Prophet Sheikh alayhi salam Inshallah. that encourages you brothers and sisters and our dear viewers to go out and study on Prophet Chief السلام, and study on those prophets and read up on those prophets that are not really mentioned in our majalis or mentioned anywhere and I'd like to thank you and inshallah tomorrow we'll be looking at Prophet Idris alayhis salam alaykum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh thank you for listening to our podcast we encourage you to look at our audio library for more content on Quran, ethics, lifestyle, and spirituality. Imam Hussein TV3, your gateway to Karbala.